when I was a kid, I wanted to be a doctor when I grew up. Now I'm a physician assistant student and a health coach. Hi, I'm Ben Hanani. Welcome to How Do You Do, a podcast featuring creative guests sharing the nuances of their process. Just a quick reminder to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts is the most helpful thing you can do for the podcast. My guest today is Jessica Mehraban. Jessica is a registered nutritional health coach and a physician assistant student. Her dream is to practice medicine and nutrition through providing preventative care to heal people all over the world. Jessica created Healthy Life by Jess as an online community for people to gain valuable and easy-to-follow tips they can use in everyday life. The Healthy Life by Jess mission is to empower people to find their healthy balance and to love and nurture themselves in their body, mind, and spirit. Without further ado, welcome to the pod, Jessica. How are you? Thank you so much, Ben, for having me. I'm amazing. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. So we always start with a current curiosity, something that's recently sparked your curiosity. For me, that's kind of related to something in your field, intermittent fasting. So I recently heard about it through a friend. And as I understand it, it's kind of like controlling the amount of hours that you're eating. So let's say like noon to six, right? You don't want to eat right before you go to bed and you give your body some time to metabolize, which I think is cool. My thing is like I work out in the mornings and I'm super hungry afterward. So I don't think I could do like 12 to six, maybe 10 to six, but it's an interesting thing that I've during this like uh, past couple of weeks I've been experimenting with and I do kind of feel better when I'm not just constantly eating, like when I control the time. Um, so it's something that's been on my mind. And now that I'm with a nutritional health coach, hopefully we can talk a little bit about maybe the science behind it. Is it beneficial? Is it not beneficial? But it's kind of like a, a fad that's been on my mind recently. Yeah, definitely. So IF is very interesting because a lot of people ask me, should I be doing IF? Should I not be doing IF? And I think it's all about your body. The first thing I think is to see how you feel when you do IF. Personally, I do it sometimes. I don't do it every single morning, but it's really to get a, a let your body digest what you've been eating. And it's supposed to be very healthy for your gut. So instead of feeding your body food, food, food all the time, you're letting everything digest, clean out, cleaning out your system. And it's just an amazing way to kind of heal and balance your health and your body. Yeah, I found it easier to do on days when I don't work out in the morning. So if I'm not working out, it's actually like pretty manageable to wait till later in the day, like noonish to have to eat. But if I'm working out in the morning, I'm just so hungry right away. But what I try to do is then adjust to have dinner earlier. Yeah, exactly. So I think you could adjust your hours like based on what you're feeling. Yeah. And so I have some uh, clients that I've worked with where they do it at different hours because they eat earlier or they're waking up super early. Um, for me, I like, like to do it if I'm eating like late at night, <laughs> which is not what I tried to do, but you know, it happens. I like to intermittent fast in the morning cause I just feel like my body needs that break and that rest. And of course you can drink water while you do it. Um, the first thing you should do is honestly drink water in the morning to kind of hydrate and detox all those toxins from your body. Um, so what is something that's recently sparked your curiosity? I 
am loving talking about gut health. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, like probiotics and that kind of stuff? Yeah. So probiotics okay. is something that you could definitely take for your gut to, you know, get that good bacteria in your gut and balancing that good and bac bad bacteria in your gut is kind of what helps have a healthy gut in the first place. Um, but I was recently researching and there's this thing called the vagus nerve, which is a cranial nerve um, <laughs> that connects your brain to your gut. Okay. And basically... Um, stress has been known to be one of the biggest factors to affect gut health. And it's because of this cranial nerve that affects our gut and our mind and our body connection. So it's really important to add into factors in your life, like, you know, how to decrease anxiety and yeah. decrease depression and just adding in simple things. Like for me, it's like deep breathing. I like to do a four, seven, eight count. So I breathe in for four seconds, I hold it for seven, and I breathe out for another eight seconds. And I notice that it kind of shifts my body to feel more balanced, more relaxed, to be more present. And um, it's also things like practicing gratitude mm -hmm. every single morning, like naming three things you're grateful for. And yeah. you kind of shift your brain, like it rewires you to think happier. Yeah, it's really fascinating how things are connected like that, like the brain to the gut. Who would have thought? Yeah. And yeah, that, that brings me to a well, we can transition now even to the questions because it makes me curious about like the notion of holistic health. Right. What does that really mean? So for holistic health, it's not only what you're putting on your plate. It's more like your mental being, your mind, your body, your soul. Yeah. Um, are you exercising? Are you in happy relationships? Yeah. How's your career? Are you feeling joyful in it every day when you're waking up? Are you excited? Yeah. It's all those factors that are affecting. Yeah, I think that's so overlooked. Like who would, it, who would think, you know, that my career happiness might affect my gut? So it's, it's crazy how that works. Yeah, you know, 90% of our serotonin, which is our feel-good hormone and our happy chemical hormone, is built in our gut, which is super surprising to people. Yeah. And so it's really important, again, to add in those factors that are going to make you joyful and happy. Yeah. I mean, already we've, we've tossed out buzzwords like cranium and serotonin <laughs> and all these things. And so you clearly have really studied this field and you're a registered nutritional health coach. How did you realize like this is a journey that you want to go down? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, in high school is whenever I had a lot of like friends come and ask me for advice with whether it was like cravings or binge eating or like just exercising what they can do to feel better. And it just felt so good to help them. And I noticed that that's like, that was like my start of like the passion that I felt. Yeah. And so it kind of all started there when I like felt so good helping others feel better. Yeah. Yeah. So then what were the steps? Once you realized this is something you really want to explore, what were the steps to becoming a registered nutritional health coach? Yeah. So while I was at university, I was looking into becoming either an rd um but at the university that i was at ucla they had no major or minor to do that so i dig deeper and i realized that being becoming a health coach was more for me because it allowed me to practice bio-individuality with pa with patients and you know like not factor in like a governmental food-based diet but basically what i did was i got a certification i did an online program that was a year long 
and I worked through different modules and just learned from there and started working with that. That's cool. And then did you start Healthy Life by Jess around that time? Like yeah, after you got the certification? So I started it um, when I started the program. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, but starting like a blog and an online community was always like a dream of mine for like the longest time. Yeah. And once I started that program, it was like the push to like awesome. just begin. Something I found super interesting is it's really hard to cultivate a following. And I know people in the wellness space who maybe started off as like, let's say a soul cycle instructor, for example. And they built a following because they have people coming to their class and they follow them. And that to me tracked. But I, what I was super impressed by is you have such a following and you weren't, as far as I know, like a workout instructor. <laughs> so how did you go about building a community? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think it was just putting out content that I can relate to others and people can relate to me and like information that people like simple things that people people can use in everyday life that can really change their habits and lifestyle and are so transformational. And it was also like getting out there and doing like health talks at events um, and just like being out there, like communicating yeah. with people and, you know, just doing things like that. Yeah. And what I like is Healthy Life by Jess, you put out things that are very accessible. It's nothing that, you know, is super overwhelming. It's practical steps people can take today. And I especially enjoy your recipes. <laughs> so how do you find these recipes? How are you putting them together? And what are the qualities you're looking for in a good recipe or things you might want to avoid in a recipe yeah honestly my mom is my biggest mentor with eating healthy since i was like a yeah. young she was always like here have this salad and make it with like interesting things that made a salad taste like delicious to me yeah and so i think she has been my biggest inspiration in like eating like healthy and for the recipes that i've made so it's like for example, what I look for in every single meal is to have um, healthy fats, fiber, protein, just so you can balance your hunger hormones. And this allows you to be satisfied with every meal that you eat. And it also allows your blood sugar levels to not rise and fall continuously. Because a lot of times we're eating meals that aren't satisfying our hunger hormones and then we're getting this adrenaline rush and we're eating so much sugar that we're like yeah. crashing down because we're eating like processed junky foods yeah. you know um so it's so important to just eat like ingredients that you know what they are um one of my biggest tips to like my clients it's so simple it's like if you don't know what it what the ingredient is you should it's probably bad for you you yeah. shouldn't eat it yeah <laughs> that's super fascinating for any vegetarian or vegan listeners that we have what are some good natural sources of protein yeah i love uh farro um and like chickpeas and like legumes those are such great um plant-based like proteins that you can add into your diet um and just eating plant-based overall like like an 80 20 diet is probably what i like to do 80 20 meaning like mostly like plants and like 80 percent plants yes Got it. Okay. and the rest is like up to you okay <laughs> <laughs> that's cool so some of this comes from your mom some of this you're you know you're creating yourself and then i noticed that you put this all in a book the ditch the diet ebook can you talk a little bit about that process putting together these recipes for a book yeah so actually the ditch the diet ebook i it's an ebook with six different tips that i created oh, cool. um to kind of i was honestly like s s over people coming up to me and saying i'm trying this fad diet i'm trying that and yeah. i'm losing weight for like 10 
10 days, I'm losing 10 pounds, yeah. but then I'm gaining it all back. And I'm like, well, it's probably not healthy to lose 10 pounds in 10 right. days. Yeah. Um, so just listening to all these different fad diets, I was like eating a well and balanced meal and factoring in things like self-care and um, exercise and drinking water and just adding in simple things like having a good relationship with yourself and others around you, yeah. spend, spending quality time with your family and friends. Um, all of those factors I kind of talk about in the Ditch the Diet ebook because, yeah. again, it's more than just what you're putting in yeah. on your plate. Yeah, and I think what I'm, what I'm hearing that I really like is kind of sustainable lifestyle changes versus a temporary diet. Yeah, right. Exactly. So that's what uh, the Ditch the Diet ebook is about. It's about making lifestyle changes that are transformational that can yeah. help you be a healthy, happy you instead of, okay, like let's do this fad diet yeah. and let's try that one. And okay, maybe that will work. <laughs> right. So when you're working with clients of yours, how do you, how are you able to help them and motivate them to make some of these transitions and lifestyle changes? Because it can't be easy. Yeah, definitely. And it's more about adding in things step by step yeah. so it's not like i talk with a client and i'm like okay today we're gonna change this and that and we're gonna yeah. you know it's about making simple changes every day and right. starting off small and then making bigger transformational uh, changes right so let's say somebody's coming to you with a goal what kind of goals are you usually approached with is it just weight loss or is it is it does it go beyond that so a lot of times clients come to you thinking like, okay, I want to, uh, it's for weight loss, sure. but there's bigger factors into it. Like, you know, like they're probably a lot of my clients have anxiety or they're, they're like depressed in a way because they're not living like a happy, joyful, like they're not doing what they want to do. They're not in the right. career they want to be in. And so it's like taking those like steps to kind of like, guide them and be like okay maybe instead of only eating kale and broccoli like you should try yoga you should try mm. meditation you should try deep breathing you should try you know going out with friends and just spending like a quality time like yeah. not being on your phone constantly maybe you know like yeah. detoxing from social media i think is so important yeah. is, is a big factor that a lot of people these days like look at social media and they're like okay uh, comparing themselves yeah. and that's what I see in like a lot of clients too how are there any tips you have for helping I guess go in a direction of digital minimalism or unplugging anything that you found that, that's worked for you or your clients yeah so actually one big thing is that every single morning a lot of people the first thing that they do is they reach for their phone yep. <laughs> and um, when you do that you're already losing like energy yeah so instead of reaching for your phone first thing in the morning put your phone somewhere distant <laughs> wake up drink water meditate if you can or just listen to your body for a little bit and just feel out like the morning and just write three things you're grateful for yeah or just start by just not reaching out for your phone and doing whatever you do yeah and meditation do you are there any apps you prefer or did you learn from a teacher what do you suggest yeah so I really like going to different classes. Um, I started off with using um, Headspace. Mm -hmm. It's like an app. And over time, I also went to Tony Robbins 
um, event where he taught a different type of meditation in the mornings that was really interesting oh, so wow. i kind of started doing his way yeah. his morning routine which was really fascinating i can talk about that too but um it's more about like starting small i think for meditation because sure. it's not easy to just like take away thoughts and yeah. you know like it's it's even for me it wasn't easy in the first place you know yeah yeah i've been meditating for a few years now i learned from a teacher uh it's like a form of transcendental and it was in a perfect world it would be 20 minutes twice a day it's very rarely <laughs> a perfect world but yeah when you're first starting off you have such a scattered mind and my experience was like i think i'm doing this wrong but over time you realize no you're not doing it wrong that's just what your mind was experiencing and gradually like it gets smoother and smoother and occasionally you have crazy days but ultimately i i feel much better when i do it especially mm -hmm. when it's a sustained practice and it's not like mm -hmm. something you do and preach is preventative care and i think meditation is part of that it's not something that you should mm -hmm. do like when you're going through anxiety it's something that kind of primes you and gets you ready for tougher situations yeah definitely i think um doing meditation is like a process and habit that you have to do it's like building a muscle yeah. basically it's like exercising you build and you build and yeah. i think it's the same thing with meditation yeah what was the tony robbins morning routine i'm so curious yeah so he's <laughs> he starts off with like doing like deep breaths like kind of like breathing out okay. like 20 sets of like three breaths okay. three times and then he does like a meditation where he kind of like tells himself three things he's grateful for and then three things that you want to accomplish today and three things you want to accomplish in the future. And then he goes into celebrating. So it's kind of like you put on music and it's really funny because you're putting on like like a song and you're kind of jamming like by yourself yeah. like wherever you are and like you're just like smiling and you're happy and you kind of get this burst of energy that you're like wow life is amazing like yeah. i'm alive like what more what else do i have to ask for you know right yeah the the practice of gratitude is is incredible there's a great ted talk by i believe his name is sean Aker. oh yes i, yeah. I know about him it's a really good one and he ends with these five things that scientifically will rewire your brain to be happier if you do them on a daily basis Let's see if I remember all of them. It's journaling is one of them. Meditation is another. Random acts of kindness. Expressing gratitude and exercise. Those and are the five. Amazing. Yeah. So I remember watching that and it was so powerful because I really appreciate TED Talks, but I don't always leave with a practical next step. And for me, this was cool because not only was it an engaging topic, but he explained these steps that I could do and it was so cool and it's, it's paid off for me at least. And it's like five simple steps that can really change like your life to just feel like amazing. It's totally, totally. And it's, it's awesome that you've been able to, you know, build each step of the way from nutritional coach and now getting this more concrete background to complement it. And I'm wondering like with your clients, how do you go about explaining? Cause the science part can be kind of tricky and overwhelming, like, how do you explain this is what you should do and this is how it'll help and kind of give it in an accessible way? Because, like, you explained the gut thing in such a simple way. But, like, if I tried to read that online, I would get so overwhelmed. Yeah. So I think it's about, like, explaining in the most, like, simple way as I can with people. Yeah. And it's about giving, like, simple tips and kind of, like, 
you know, working on those type of things. Like one of like the tips that I like to give is, you know, um, adding in self-care in your life and drinking more water and just exercising, for instance. Like I tell patients or clients not to, you know, think about like the calorie burning effect, but more like feeling good about how you feel after it or what it makes you feel. And something that I personally went through like in high school was I was like exercising so much and I was kind of like not getting to like the goal I wanted to be. And I realized I was overworking my body and I was overworking my gut. And so my digestion wasn't optimal at that point. And so I realized that I had to add in not only, um, you know, hit workouts and fast paced workouts, but also Tai Chi and meditation. So it was like this balance that my body like found that allowed me to feel better and get to the weight that I was happy, happy to be at. Totally. So besides like checking the scale is obviously one metric you could use to see if you're making progress, but are there any other pieces of data or metrics you're looking at to track whether it's your own progress or your clients? What are some of the things that are like indications of progress? Yeah, I think that are you joyful when you wake up? Are you happy in your yeah. career? Are you surrounded with relationships that are serving you? Um, how's your spirituality? Um, what do you feel like is something that can help you feel more with one with yourself with people around you are you digging deeper into your purpose every day um are you happy when you wake up you know there's so many different things that are you should look at that's beyond what you're eating beyond the plate so those are some those are some big questions to ask of clients and have you have there been any like setbacks or how do you, wor- I guess my question is how do you work through setbacks or struggles? Cause those might be really tough questions for clients to answer. Yeah. A lot of times just talking about things allow clients to like be like, wow, this is going on in my life and I need to change this thing. Like I had like a client that came in that was like constantly trying to like felt like she was trying to lose weight and it wasn't working out for her and she was just super stressed and I kind of asked her well in 10 years if I saw you at like Whole Foods and you were happy and you were joyful and you were giving everyone high fives and well like where would you like see yourself and she kind of like just looked at me and she was like I I'm just like depressed like I don't feel well And so that was like her starting point to changing her whole habits and her lifestyle. And she started adding in meditation. She started, you know, running on the beach and just like changing like the way she is. And she became like healthy and like happy through just noticing. That's amazing. What she needed. Yeah. The power of habits. Yeah. Incredible. Do you have any tips for you said introducing it gradually? right? Is there anything else that you think could help as somebody is trying to make a transformation? Because I think I think that's a good point, introducing it gradually, but anything else that you think might help people? Yeah, I think that gratitude is something that can really help. Yeah. Um, for me, adding in gratitude into my life has really rewired my brain to, you know, think happier, to be more positive, to just be grateful for everything I have like today. Because yeah 
really our brains are not wired to be like think happy and like think of like everything that we do have right so i think like adding in gratitude into your life can really transform you to make better choices in the way you're eating yeah and in the way you're just taking care of yourself and can it just be as simple as three things you're writing down or reciting three things you're grateful for yeah, yeah. so i like to keep a gratitude journal because okay. it's like a habit that yeah. you know you're doing like every single morning yeah. but it's really just as simple as that like it sounds so simple, but it is like just name three things you're grateful for. And over time, you'll see that it's going to shift you. Obviously, yeah. like the first day you do it, it's like, OK, like, is this changing me? Like, you know, it's a habit sure. that you should keep. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of going back to the idea of tracking progress, did you have you found any value in like fitness trackers or is it is that like. Sure, and a fun accessory to have, but you don't really need it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely do have an Apple Watch. Yeah. <laughs> and I like to do like 10K steps a day. So that's something that I always tell my clients, like try to yeah. get and take 10K steps a day. It's actually proven to help like you like from Alzheimer's oh. and yeah, and it's just like natural weight loss. And yeah. it's proven to just help digestion and moving your body i think walking is one of the most important things you should be doing like on a daily basis so try instead of like driving to work i know that's hard for us people in la yeah. but <laughs> um you know like park your car and walk as much as you can yeah um so for fitness tracking i only use it really to like do the steps but i think it's important to not become obsessive with like how much weight you're losing a day and so sometimes those apps can yeah. like make you think like oh my god i need to exercise for another two hours and then it goes back to like oh overworking your body so instead yeah. of like losing weight you're really stressing out your body and your gut which is doing the opposite of losing weight yeah so as a coach i'm curious like how did you learn how to be a good coach you know, because that, that's a skill in and of, like you can be super knowledgeable about nutrition, but need to hone your coaching skills. So how did you work on that? Listening yeah. um, is one of the most important factors for me. Um, just kind of like being present and understanding where they're coming from and just, again, listening to where they're having problems or just them kind of like speaking to me. And it's kind of like more than just like guiding them on what to eat as a health coach it's also you know how we can help them release anxiety release depression release any like, type of stress that they're feeling so yeah i mean obviously it's yeah. like a learning process just yeah. like anything else but the more you do it and the more you're having one-on-one -on -one with clients and kind of just getting out there also like doing different like talks and meeting different people from like all different cultures and walks of life really helps um yeah have you noticed speaking of different cultures like have you noticed any different attitudes toward nutrition among different cultures yeah that's really funny because a lot of people like eat like a specific like type of way when yeah. they come from a specific background and culture and that that goes back to bio individuality so something i do is i don't tell every single client oh you should be eating this or you should be eating this type of diet because it's kind of like going back to what they feel best eating sure. and sometimes like 
when we have those genes in us and our parents and our grandparents all ate like a certain way yeah. it's like hard for us to like restrict certain things you know some things like make us happier because it's just in our genetics to eat you know right so at what point is there a point where the journey with a client ends or is it in an ideal scenario kind of an ongoing exploration of their health and wellness I think that as being a health coach, it's you're trying to make them do transformational changes. And whenever they feel like they are strong enough and confident enough to do that on their own, which is the goal, yeah. um, then they're off to do that. Yeah. Yeah. What's it? What does it feel like to successfully help someone transform and reach their goals? It feels amazing. I think that just helping people live a healthier happier life and just being surrounded by that energy um i'm really blessed to be able to do that and it's amazing yeah that's awesome that's so cool and i mean it's just what i what i really admire too is like we're both persian jews and in our culture like becoming a nutritional coach is is kind of like it doesn't necessarily fit the lawyer doctor engineer mold and i really like that you like took this holistic approach and are exploring like all the factors that affect wellness right because it's like yeah. like in, in our culture it's so prestigious like go become the surgeon go become this go become that and it's <laughs> it's so nice that like you took a step back and and found like i can help people in this way and it goes beyond you know just you know working out or goes beyond this it's like everything is connected yeah definitely i think in every culture you're like expected to be like something yeah <laughs> but um it's it's amazing to just be able to you know guide people in a holistic healing way and i think that's where the wellness world is heading honestly like it's amazing like i walk on the streets and like i just see juice after juice shop and yeah. like you didn't really see that like 10 years ago you know yeah. like it's just constantly growing and i have like a background of working actually in medical fields with different doctors and helping patients like save off of t type 2 diabetes and just like seeing how doctors are also becoming more interested in helping patients and educating their diet and educating them with exercise is really amazing. Yeah. Speaking of how wellness is changing and like juices, what are some trends you're noticing that, you know, are, are starting to really make an impact in the wellness space? Yeah. So one big trend is celery juice. Okay. <laughs> um that made a huge impact we all yeah. like celery went from being like 199 to like 499 a stock because yeah. it became <laughs> so big but um i actually think that celery juice is great for you to drink in the morning um it kind of has the the cluster salts and it helps build your hydrochloric acid in your gut which kind of helps you with digestion but if you don't like celery juice like you don't have to do it you can just yeah. try like a different green juice in the morning and that's still getting you vital vitamins and nutrients that are helping you in the first place so. totally totally yeah there's so many juice places now especially in la like every block there are probably more juice places than coffee shops now it's pretty wild. Yeah. Or there's like juice at the coffee shop. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's crazy. Are there switching a bit to workouts? Like how do you determine what kind of workouts your client needs? So maybe one client might need more hit workouts and another one might need more yoga. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so it kind of goes back to balancing that yin and yang um, when you're working out. So 
sometimes clients are coming in like like I did like two hours at the gym like strenuous exercises and just overworking themselves and I'm like maybe you should just add a little bit of yoga or meditation or tai chi into your lifestyle and it really helps them become like overall more balanced or it could be like the total opposite sure (laughs) sure so if somebody's coming into you and let's say they let's say depression is something that they're they're coming in with trying to resolve you're not a psychologist but like you've said everything is connected so how do you let's say somebody's coming in with depression and i know you need a little more information that because every client is different but Mm -hmm. how would you then like coach that person to help them get to their goals yeah that's a great question so depression obviously for like someone is like very broad but I think it's about like mentally helping them become like rewiring them to become more happy and like mentally seeing where they are at in life and Mm -hmm. what changes they can fix to, you know, become more joyful or what changes they should be doing. Like, for example, like some clients come in and they're just not in like a happy relationship, you know, but they're stuck because they've been in that relationship for like four years. So it's like, not telling them obviously to let go of that right yeah. away because who can do that <laughs> but you know it's like right. <laughs> over time it's like talking one-on-one and like they have to realize for themselves that okay yeah. this is the change i need to make so it's more about helping them realize that they need to make the change because that's right. when real change happens right letting your client come to it on their own exactly yeah yeah i think that's super important because, I mean, it's it makes such a difference when you're told something versus whether, when you intrinsically feel like this is what I have to do. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And like, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I was at the Tony Robbins event, um, he, like, spoke to us about how he had a client that was constantly, like, smoking. And, you know, obviously, if you told the client, stop smoking right now, like, yeah. he's not going to stop smoking. So he kind of, like, took him into this is this is crazy, but he took him into, like, a room and, like, had him, like, smoke like constantly and it got to a point where the client was like so kind of like disgusted and like the smell and the smoking itself that he came to the terms that was like i need to stop yeah and that's when he actually stopped when he felt like he needed to not when you know we said okay come on stop smoking totally so we've talked a little bit about you know your experience with clients i'm curious because part of you know the the client experience is their support system and so i wonder what if there's somebody like, let's say there's, I'm someone and I have a sibling or a cousin or whoever, and I'm, I think they could really benefit from nutritional coaching. But like you're saying, you need them to come to it on their own. So how do you support a friend who you feel like really could benefit from such a practice? I think that support is like a huge thing that people have to have around them. Um, Even like quality time with friends and family and having like quality friends and is like a big thing um but as far as far as it goes I think that they need to make the first step of okay I I need help I think a lot of people are scared of seeking out nutritional help and like seeking out help like from a health coach or from a nutritionist um just because they know that they're gonna like have to make changes um but i think like a lot of times people like hit like a certain point where they're like okay i need to see someone i need to seek out help and no one should be ashamed of seeking out help or seeing a psychologist or seeing a therapist or seeing a nutritionist i think it's amazing to see some all of those you know 
Totally. What are some resources that have helped you as you've been trying to hone your wellness practice? I think that just balancing because life can obviously get super stressful. So I think it's about balancing, being present. um, And it's about, you know, like I kind of like to write out. I have a a planner, so I kind of like to write out what I'm going to be doing each day. Yeah. Um, And that has like been super helpful. Starting with an intention. Yeah, Yeah. Starting with an intention, even like through the meditation, like when I wake up each day and I have like an intention of like three things I'm going to get done and like three things maybe I want to do in the future has been super helpful. And when you wake up, do you now use like a physical manual alarm clock or are you still doing your alarm on your phone? So I have my alarm on my phone, but it's like on the opposite side of the room. So like it kind of like makes me like get up. Yeah. But actually like a lot of times I'm waking up naturally now because like I have like a set time to wake up. That's awesome. Is there anything else that you think people should know about if they're trying to make a transition in wellness? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like not an easy thing to just come and get yourself to do. But it's something that can really make you feel better and just kind of like realize that being like healthy and happy can just change your life for the better. So why not come out and seek help and just become a better you? Yeah. And if you if there's somebody out there who's, you know, listening to this and is also passionate about pursuing a field in the uh, pursuing the the wellness field, mm-hmm. do you have any advice for them? Yeah, definitely shadow as much as you can. Yeah. Um, and research as much as you can. And just, um, you know, I think that shadowing is amazing because you get to see like what you're you you're in the footstep of the person that you're going to become. So just seeing like what your everyday will look like in real life is super important. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was so informative and it was so cool. And there are so many like random nutrition stuff that I was thinking about. And I feel like I got a lot of answers, which is really nice. Thank you for so much for having me. I have to ask one more question, though, before we get to the fun ones. Is kombucha healthy? <laughs> actually, I don't think so. No. I think okay. it's filled with sugar. Okay. Um, I was actually at Trader Joe's the yeah. other day and like I saw it's like filled with different like kombuchas. Um personally, like if if you home make kom- kombucha, yeah. it could be healthy. Okay. Um, but just make sure that you're looking at the ingredients because a lot of times like there's like thirty grams of yeah. sugar in like one drink. So Totally. Okay. No, I was was just curious. I feel like I have a lot of friends like, no, it's healthy. And I'm like, I don't don't know if it's healthy. Yeah. So now we'll transition to just some fun, fun, light questions. The first of which is what is the last gift you gave someone? I actually gave a wear figs gift card to a classmate. What is figs for people who don't know? So it's a basically a medical company that sells scrubs, um, but they actually sell more than just scrubs now. So they sell like workout gear and a lot of other fun stuff. That's awesome. I see their billboards everywhere in L.A. Yeah, they are everywhere. (laughs) If you could eat only one food for a year, what would it be? (laughs) Sushi. I can't live without sushi. (laughs) Fair. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? We've kind of talked about it. So I'll ask you a different question. What's an app on your phone that you can't live without? Instagram, like all the millennials. <laughs> Fair. 
and we always ask our uh, guests, what's your jam as in song? Because we're going to create a Spotify playlist with oh, all our guest recommendations. Nice. Honestly, a good Andre Bocelli song is wow. my jam. Amazing. Is there one specifically that like really resonates with you or just any of them? Time to say goodbye. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> and if people would like to look more into Healthy Life by Jess and follow you, where can they do that? Yeah, you guys can just follow me on Instagram at Healthy Life by Jess. And you can also download the Ditch the Diet ebook. Um, it's something I made for free so everyone can have. I feel like everyone should know those tips. Um, so you just download it on my website, healthylifebyjess.com. Awesome. And if you'd like to follow the pod, you can do that at HDYD Pod. Thank you so much, Jessica. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Ben. Oh, 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 o